Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to a new episode of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm your host, Dave Elliott, and this episode features possibly my favourite interview of the year so far, the legendary voice actor, Jeff Bergman. Whilst you might not know his name off the top of your head, you have definitely heard his voice. Jeff became the first voice actor to perform the voices of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Sylvester, and many other Looney Tunes voices after the death of Mel Blanc. He's also voiced iconic Hanna-Barbera characters such as Fred Flintstone, Bonnie Rubble, George Jetson and Mr. Spacely, along with the lovable Yogi Bear, Ranger Smith and many other voices which he does for the new HBO Max series Jellystone. If all that wasn't enough, his other current project sees him voice both Trump, Biden and along with a multitude of other characters for the hilarious Showtime series Our Cartoon President, which is currently airing Saturday nights at 9pm on Sky Comedy in the UK. In the interview, we chat about his work on Our Cartoon President, along with Looney Tunes, Hanna-Barbera and meeting the legend legendary Mel Blanc who set him on his career path as a voice actor in the first place. We also discuss his work on the Batman 66 animated movies with Adam West and Burt Ward and he of course provides us with a host of spectacular voices in the interview as well. It was glorious to talk to him. He's such a lovely person and uh, wonderful, wonderful to chat to. If you'd like to hear more behind the scenes interviews, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Geek Town Radio. This will also give you our weekly Geek Town radio podcast, which brings you all the latest TV, film, and gaming news. You can also go to the website at geektown.co.uk for our daily news stories and all the latest UK and US TV premiere dates. Here's the interview with the wonderful and lovely legendary voice actor, Jeff Bergman. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm very happy to be talking with you. Oh, thank you, David. I'm happy uh, doing this too. That's exciting. Lovely to have you on. I've, we've talked to a number of voice people before, but uh, never one that's got quite the amount of voices that you have, I don't think. <laughs> um, Bugs Bunny, obviously, is one of the big things you're known for, as well as doing a... It's too dark. I'm a rabbit, all right. Would you like <laughs> to shoot me now or wait till I get home? Shoot him now! Shoot him now! <laughs> 
it's so weird hearing that <laughs> so uh yeah uh you you do uh fred flintstone is the other big one you do at the moment hey fred flintstone <laughs> that's right, Fred Flintstone and my pal Barney Rubble. Oh, that's right, my bosom pal, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Elwa Fudd. Oh, please, Mr. Wabbit. I promise I won't hurt you, Mr. Wabbit. I'm going to get that wascoy wabbit if it's the worst thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sylvester. Sylvester? Suffering succotash. I don't want to hurt you, bird. I just want to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I tore a putty tad. I did, I did, I did tore a putty tad. Uh, Yogi Bear. Hey, boo boo. I'm smarter than the average bear, Yogi Bear. Hey, boo boo. I see a picnic basket. <laughs> oh, Yogi, if I were you, I wouldn't touch that picnic basket. You'll get in trouble with the ranger, Yogi. Yogi, Yogi Bear, if I were you, I wouldn't touch that picnic basket. You'll get in a lot of trouble with all the forest rangers, Yogi. Elephant. Oh, boy. I'll get that wascoey wabbit. Come here, you wabbit. Oh, please, Mr. Wabbit. I promise I won't hurt you, Mr. Wabbit. All I want to do is hypnotize you. <laughs> and Falcon Leghorn? I say, good idea. And I say, nice boy, but about as sharp as a sack of wet mice. <laughs> well, bow my weevil. I'll do it. <laughs> Amazing. And, well, one of the main things you're on to talk about, which is, of course, our cartoon president, which you do, Trump. I mean, things are going tremendous here, David, in uh, the <laughs> United States. I don't know if you've been here recently, but... I got the uh, I got the China virus and I got over it. They gave me some tremendous Regeneron <laughs> and Regeneron, and uh, I feel great. I haven't felt this good in in twenty thirty years. <laughs> I feel amazing. It's tremendous, unbelievable. We're gonna have a vaccine. In about two or three hours, it's going to be great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you do Biden as well for that. Look, folks, look, folks, this isn't who we are, folks. We're better than this. We're in a battle for the soul of this country, folks. If I could just put my pants on, not over my head, but on my, on my, over my pants, you know what I'm, where am I, folks? Where am I? <laughs> You do a host of other voices as well. Um, can we speak to Jeff now? Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do feel a bit like it's terrible. Whenever you're talking to voice actors, you do feel a bit like you're poking them with a stick going, perform, perform. But uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So before we get specifically into our cartoon president, just as a little bit of background, how did you get into the industry and just discovering that you could do voices in this way? Well, I mean, you know, as a kid, we're always looking for mentors. And for me, I would probably say the Mount Rushmore of voice artists in the industry would be certainly my my inspirations would be Mel Blanc, yeah. Dawes Butler, Don Messick, June Ferre, Paul Fries. I mean, these were the titans of the industry. So, I mean, I grew up in the 60s and 70s and they, they did everything. You heard them on everything, commercial, yeah. TV, film, animation, uh, claymation. 
They did all, all so many voices. So that, that, that and then of course, I, I, there were impersonators that, that I really inspired me like Rich Little and David Fry and, and uh, John Biner and George Kirby. There's just so many of them. How did you actually kind of end up getting involved in the industry though? I mean, how, how did you actually get there? Well, it was really interesting. I was in college and I was in my junior year thinking about what am I going to do? Uh, is it going to be, is it going to be radio, theater, stand up? And I, you know, I kind of wasn't really sure where I, where I wanted to go, David. So there just happened to be a lecture that was happening at the University of Pittsburgh and Mel Blanc, the voice of Bugs Bunny was going to be there. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I attended the lecture and he was fantastic. He did all his voices of Bugs Bunny and Barney Rubble and I mean, you name it. And afterwards, he had they had a little reception for him and he signed autographs. I found out where he was staying and he was staying at a, at a hotel that's right, right down the street from the campus. And I managed to find out what room he was in. And I knocked on his door around 10 o'clock at night and uh, he said, oh, uh, just a jiffy. And when I heard that voice, <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, it's him. And so when he opened the door, he was so gracious, so nice. And he allowed me to come in and we talked for maybe about 45 minutes in his hotel room. And I think that probably was the the change for me, the, the, the whole trajectory of how my life would go. That I was just so taken with uh, with meeting him. And I just started to just work on my voices. And I mean, I never that was 1981. So that uh, I haven't. I haven't stopped since then. You did get a chance to work with Mel as well, just before he, as, as well as sort of meeting him there, you actually worked with him I, on some shows well, as well. Well, I never actually did get a chance to work with him because I, at the time I was 20 years old and Mel was in his seventies and yeah. he was doing, uh, you know, like one of those uh, college lecture circuit tours. But eight years later, he had passed away. And and strangely enough, he had passed away on my birthday. And then just a few weeks after that, they started casting for Steven Spielberg's Tiny Toon Adventures. And that's when, you know, all the actors started auditioning. And, and so I, I got the role of Bugs Bunny and then Elmer Fudd and Daffy Duck and <laughs> so on and so forth. Wow, that's amazing. You've been doing Bugs for a very long time. But I mean, the thing that which is on at the moment, certainly over here, because uh, our cartoon president runs in the UK as well and uh, it's a brilliant show it's uh, Stephen Colbert is one of the people behind it isn't he and uh, yes. how did you get involved with doing that well that was a whole different thing because uh, being that I live in Los Angeles you know whenever there's auditions here this is basically the the, the hub of animation is is LA so yeah. but the Stephen Colbert our cartoon president show that was being recorded and written out of New York so they really didn't want anyone outside of uh, New York, uh, as far as the talent goes, as far as the voice actors go, they were holding auditions. And I had done something that was like a focus group for Triumph, the insult comic dog. I don't know if you've ever seen <laughs> right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Robert Smigel is, is behind that. So I had done that as Trump. And I guess that got to certain people that were involved in the creation of uh, our cartoon president. They heard it and liked it and asked me if I would be interested in maybe auditioning for the show. They said, you know, it's going to be out of New York, so I don't know if it's going to happen. So there must have been 400 Trump auditions 
and and they they listened to mine and and then the writers were kind of going back and forth and finally they they settled on me and then I had to pass Stephen Colbert uh, his test and then I had to get approved by the Showtime Network as well. Right. So after going through several different uh, rounds, I finally got to to do uh do the voice for uh for the show. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. I've never <laughs> laughed so much. The writing is just it's so funny. It They're is just, brilliant. It really is. They're so smart, the writers. I'm really lucky that I get to work with them. And it's so for me, it's very cathartic because every week I get to laugh instead of just shouting at the TV you know, with all <laughs> insanity. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, much like things like South Park and the the recently revised Spitting Image as well, it is a, one of those fast turnaround shows because it's incredibly topical. I mean, how's that to deal with? That's a great question, David. It's very topical because we've recorded all the episodes. We recorded them starting back in, I think, May. So we had for the third season, we had the back nine. So we recorded every week. And then once we're done recording the episodes and they try to not make the episodes overly topical because things change so much. Hmm. They just want to make the characters a lot of fun and very cartoony and you know, poking fun at everybody. But then now that we're in what's called as the episodes are finished and now we do topical cold opens which is about, right. I guess, about five minutes. And that is what airs right before the episode airs. And that's very topical. We, we record those every Wednesday. <laughs> and so, believe it or not, I actually recorded the topical cold open this Wednesday. And last night at about nine o'clock at night, L.A. time, I was recording with the guys from, from everybody from uh, New York. And it's already midnight their time because there was a couple of funny lines that they wanted me to have uh, as Trump. And it got into the cold open They, You know, the animators and writers are working as close to the possible, you know, up to the moment to the town hall debates that that both Biden and Trump had. So we get the most current thing mm. uh, as material. So that that's it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. And I guess they animate to your voice. So I guess they need you to do the voice first and then the animation yes. comes afterwards. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yes. I, I mean, you know, there. Th this is a little different because it's Adobe animation. So right. it's not, you know, feature length animation, which could take, you know, up to almost close to a year yeah. uh, to animate just, you know, five minutes. Whereas this is a little bit uh, easier to do, but still, you know, they have to work really hard at it. Now, they had the debate between Vice President Pence and Kamala Harris. Yeah. And so we had already done that. That was already recorded and, and animated several weeks ago. But when they had the debate, what happened was there was that fly yeah. that settled on the vice president's head. So as that was actually happening in the debate, the fly was sitting on the head. The animators are working to try <laughs> to get the fly to draw the fly on the head so that it would be in, in time for the uh, for the actual uh, episode. And they did it. They, they crushed it. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. As we established earlier, you, you do both Trump and Biden for the show in a situation like that, where you've got two characters that may be talking to to each other like in their original debate mm -hmm. how do you record that is that you kind of schizophrenically jumping backwards and forwards or do you do you do one with somebody reading in lines and then do the other you know we really do those separately uh i usually record generally biden first we'll get all of his lines all his reaction shots you know any kind of uh fighting or you know any yeah. kind of guffaws and and then we get that all settled and then we usually take like five and I regroup and then sort of channel, you know, the Trump character. And then we do all the Trump's lines. 
So, uh, yeah, it would be it would be kind of nuts if I did that back and forth. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we want to be able to distinguish between as much as we can between both characters. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can imagine trying to do that in one go would be a bit of a nightmare. So how do you go about finding a voice? So somebody like Trump, for example. You know, the interesting thing about that is, is that he's not just a, a, a New York guy. He's from Queens. Uh, many years ago, my father used to work on the wholesale side of manufacturing uh, ladies' suits in, in the garment center in New York. And I got to meet guys that were from Queens. <laughs> and I even got to hang out there. And so, I don't know, somehow I just kind of filed that away. And that there's just a certain type of way that they say things and a swagger and I guess I just kind of filed that away. And then the audition came around and I thought that's really the end there is is that he's a, a Queens, New York guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. I've been working on his voice for years. I've been working on it for years <laughs> and never in a, a million years just for you know, because he was on The Apprentice. I never yeah, yeah. imagined. That, that he would be the president of the United States. <laughs> I don't think anybody really did. No, no, I think we all rather, rather imagine, hope to imagine, never have to imagine that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, no, we didn't. Uh, I don't even know if he did. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I rather suspect he didn't imagine it either. Just crazy. You said that you adore doing Trump on the show. Are there, are there any other characters that you, because, I mean, you, you provide various different voices. Are there any other characters you particularly love doing for it? Oh, I do. I do. Well, you know, back to the back to Trump thing, which is interesting is because when I do Trump normally, you know, I mean, it's uh, there, there's a lot of qualities. I mean, you know, we're doing unbelievable. Our military is great. We've got great military, David. <laughs> I mean, there are billions of dollars that, that that we're spending to really upgrade our military. And it's it's incredible. It's unbelievable. Now that when I do that, I'm trying very much to do as close. But for the show, because it's a cartoon, we sort of blow it out. And so I make him a little happier and a little bit more likable. Yes, Putin is my friend. I love Putin. Woo, Putin, Putin. Yes, yeah. it's, it's obviously a lot sillier, you know. Um, I've done some other presidents on the show. This week, I think there's FDR. This is a date that will live in infamy. FDR. <laughs> And then I've done, uh, I did uh, Jack Kennedy as well. Ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. That's right. Or the, or, or the, uh, the other way around, of course. Yeah, there's been so many, so many different characters, so many different voices. Um, I can't remember at this point. Do they just come to you and sort of say, could you do this guy? And, and yeah. you're sort of like, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, there's always been a couple of tough ones here and there, but generally if they give me like a day so I can research it and work on it, yeah, you know, sometimes a voice will come really fast. Like, uh, I remember, I don't know, I was working on, was it Seth Rogen? And boy, snap, just came like right away. <laughs> uh, I, I'm definitely smoking in the pandemic an insane amount of weed. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, it'll be it'll be easier than others. You know, it all depends. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, when you're dealing with so many different voices, does it, does it ever slightly feel like you have a sort of multiple personality disorder? You know, I know people have asked me that, and I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you kind of have to be a little nutty. I mean, to do 
the kind of things that we do. I mean, I, like when I work in the studio with guys, but I mean, obviously not at the moment, but when I work, I work alongside somebody like D Bradley Baker, who's like, I just love him and he's so talented and he does a million voices, but he does animal sounds. And I don't, that's not really <laughs> something that I do. And so I'm standing next to a grown guy that's making a, you know, a bear and a squirrel and a lion. And I just think, well, look at, look at what we, what we're doing. You know, we just, <laughs> we've never grown up. We're just all a bunch of babies. People are paying <laughs> us for this. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're paying it. Yeah. No, oh, I mean, it's a true. And I, and for me, I mean, especially the cartoons, it's kind of like, it prolongs my childhood. Yeah. So it's like, I never really have to grow up, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, when, when it comes to sort of things like bugs and the Hanna-Barbera stuff, and I mean, those are the things that everybody grew up on, I guess. Yes, so, everybody grew up those. Yeah. Um, just get getting involved in because they brought Lulu tunes back quite recently didn't they where you were doing I think you were doing Elmer and Sylvester for uh, right. the most recent yeah. the HBO Max series I actually interviewed Carl Johnson who does the music for that series and uh, yeah, did they f- did a really terrific job with that I mean it looks so yeah. classic and it's the colors are so pretty and, and and it was a lot of fun to do and I've done so many different incarnations I did one years ago that was very different it was like a tremendous departure it was called the looney tunes show and i was bugs and daffy on that where they were like the odd couple like felix and oscar they were they lived together and that was crazy i mean it was so much fun to do that yeah uh, because daffy is a very alpha character and bugs was kind of more uh he was more like the parental character in that and daffy was just and Daffy had all the great lines, you know, he was, <laughs> he was just out of his mind. Is it interesting working with other people that are doing characters that you also do voices for? Because, I mean, I know for Looney Tunes, uh, Eric, Eric yeah. was doing the voice. And uh, so so is it, do you end up sort of trading backwards and forwards or or is it is it a little odd hearing a voice that you've well, done quite a lot? Or? You know, I'll tell you what, what I find interesting is that we all come from I mean, Lisa, I think so. When you talk about Eric or Bob or D, it's, I mean, Mel Blanc was, I mean, there was nobody before him. So yeah. we kind of all look to him. I guess it's kind of like James Bond. Yeah. I mean, when you think of James Bond, I guess you kind of think of Sean, I mean, I think of Sean Connery first. And so whether it's uh, Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, Daniel Craig, obviously the the, the current one. They all had to reference to some extent, you know, Sean Connery. Yeah. But but I think actually, you know, everybody brings their own thing to it, which is kind of interesting. Like everybody has finds like there's so many Trumps. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, I love hearing all the different Trumps because they all find some kind of weird little, you know, thing, this quirk. And so it's it's interesting, you know, to hear that when when people have a different take on on things, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the other projects you were involved with was the uh, Batman versus Two-Face and uh, Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders where you you did Joker for that. Oh my god, that was probably, like that was a dream come true because I mean, I don't know that I would have been able to go to school Monday morning in 1968 or 9 if I didn't see Batman (laughs) because, I mean, I grew up watching those Batman TV. Yeah, me too. I mean, right? Not not in the original run, but you know, on all the reruns yeah, yeah. Yes, and I got to meet Adam West because I was going up to a wow. Family Guy. I had a I had a job. They were hiring me to do Fred Flintstone for one of the episodes, 
and Adam West is up there because he's going to do Mayor West. Right. Yeah. And he, and he and I started to talk and I, I just honestly, it was like an out of body experience. I could <laughs> not believe I'm talking to, to like, I mean, th- I, I, there are no words to express the joy that I felt after that. Yeah. I think I called everybody afterwards. You're not going to believe who I met today. <laughs> it was amazing. He was so, he was just the most regular guy. Yeah. That was just really maybe the highlight to do that. And then to know that both Burt Ward and Adam West did that. And Julie Newmar was the cat woman. Yeah. And so I loved doing uh, the Cesar Romero Joker. I mean, he was I mean, that was my Joker that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my first experience of Batman as well. And uh, so I I have a huge affection for those characters. And I, well, I'm very sad that we lost Adam West. He's rather fitting that the, one of the last things he ever did was an animated version of that character. I think it was great to see them back, even if it was in an animated form, you know. It was it was great. And then they, the second one that we did, they had William Shatner. Yes, as Chief Ice. He yeah. was great. Yeah, Only Oh my God, he did such an amazing job. I mean, just incredible. He was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, those those that those projects were really, they were very, very special. And I although I didn't get to work with any of them, you know, because they recorded us all separately, David. Yeah. But still to to see the final product. Oh man. That must be an interesting thing for you when you're doing voices, is because you're doing the voices beforehand. It, right. I assume it, it still gives you a big thrill when you see the final thing all come together. I, I'll tell you, you never know what takes they're gonna pick. You don't know where you're gonna end up or what's gonna you know, what was on the cutting room floor. Hmm. But when you see like you hear your voice coming out of the character that you did. I'm telling you, that never gets old. That is a <laughs> rush. That's ins- like, here's a, here's an example, because you asked me about other projects. Through the years, I've done both George Jetson and Mr. Spacely. Yes. And those are two. I grew up with the Jetsons. I mean, that's one of my favorites to do. Uh, let's talk about George Jetson. Uh, uh, Mr. Spacely, sir, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was wondering if I could get that raise, uh, Mr. Spacely, so I can take my uh, family on vacation, sir. Raise, Jetson. Why, you're the shiniest gold brick I've ever had. <laughs> Jetson, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, George. I won't cut your salary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Amazing. I mean, I love the Jetsons. I love them. And so recently we got to do uh, the Jetsons meet the WWE, the wrestlers. <laughs> right. Got to revisit the Jetson universe, which was so much fun. Yeah. And I've been lucky because I, I got to work with a lot of the original actors. I was able to work with Gene Vanderpile, who was the original Wilma Flintstone, Penny Singleton, who was the original, uh, she was Blondie, but she was also Jane Jetson for the Jetsons. And wow. of course, June Foray. I mean, I've been very fortunate to get to meet so many of these great voice artists. Yeah, just wonderful. And uh, if I had to ask you to pick one particularly interesting experience that you've had throughout your career of doing this, is there anyone that pops into your head? Yes, I would say at the end of Tiny Tunes, we had a, a little rap party. And at the end of the session, 
I'm in the recording booth and in walks in Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and he has with him like a storyboard and the characters are drawn. And he shook my hand. And I, I again, I thought, this is, is this happening for real? <laughs> and uh, he said to me, Jeff, I just want you to know you're doing a great job. And I found out many years later that he was a big part in deciding who would be the voice of Bugs Bunny. So oh, wow. that just made it even more special. And so he wrote me something special on this drawing where it said Tiny Toon Adventures. And he said uh, to Jeff, uh, Mel would be proud, uh, Steven Spielberg. And so I framed it. I, I treasured it. And he was just the just a gentleman and just uh, really nice. And I was I was very nervous in, the, in that moment. So I would say that had to be meeting him and, and just uh, having that experience and then meeting Mel Blanc. I, those are probably two that big standouts yeah, for me. That's amazing. What a wonderful person to be able to meet in both cases, actually. You're doing Cartoon President at the moment. What are you doing next? I know there's one project coming up, which they've said not to mention, even though it's out there. I shall refer to it as Intergalactic Donut Filling 2. <laughs> yeah, um, we are, well, the, the our Cartoon President, we have a special election episode that will be airing on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and Showtime. Cool. Yes. I'm telling you, we recorded it. It is so funny and so insane. I think people are going to just, the writers have just gone beyond anything that's really special. They're working on it now, so it'll be ready for election night, November 3rd, and it will air on, I believe, both The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and on Showtime. And then we have our special episode that will air five days after the election on November 8th on Showtime. And that is so, so special and so cool. Oh, my God. I hope everybody's going to love it as much as we love doing it. So, yeah. So those are two really cool things that are happening that week. So that's going to be a really supercharged week. That's awesome. And uh, we shall get them over here on Sky Comedy. I think they'll air on over here. So uh, I'm sure we'll get those at the same time as well. Last couple of questions for you. First question is, what TV shows are you watching at the moment? (laughs) Oh, my. Well, that's kind of a tough one, David, because I'm working so much on our cartoon president that I have to watch all the town halls and all the debates. Right. and just to keep up with everything. So that's, I mean, my wife is getting a little annoyed because it's just so much news. But I look at it as just kind of the part of the, the comedy yeah. that, that we're all dealing with. So yeah, I had to tape both. I had to tape the town hall with Joe Biden and then watch, you know, the Trump, his town hall. Yeah. So that, usually if I'm working on characters, I'm usually listening and watching whatever it is that I'm working on. So it makes it kind of tough to watch, you know, but I'll, I mean, I love my escapism, you know, what, which is something that is totally different. You know, I'll watch the History Channel. I'll uh, sometimes watch the the sing-off. I mean, just anything that's just vastly different. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And if you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, can be something from the past, something present or some future thing, what would it be? And it can't be a show you've already worked on. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot. I would love to do a new incarnation of the Flintstones. I think we could do it. And I think it could be in the right space today. They could just kind of slightly modernize it. 
But yeah, I would love to do an updated Flintstones. And of course, Burt Ward said he would love to do another Batman. Um, even though Adam West isn't here, maybe, maybe they could do a storyline where it would be the story of Robin, the origins of the boy wonder, maybe. Yeah. So and and then you could have flashbacks, you know, with uh, with Batman as Adam West. So there might be a way to, to do that. I would love to, to do more Batmans and Flintstones and Jetsons, too. I mean, I'd love to do a new series with with those characters. They, they were so much a part of my life. Yeah. Well, good choices. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Flintstones being brought back, I think he's he's certainly something. And I mean, I'm always up for seeing more Batman, particularly of that. Yes. Generation. And, and, you know, funny, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but I'm currently working on a show that will also be airing in 2021 on HBO Max. It's called Jellystone. And that reprises yes. uh, Yogi Bear and Boo Boo and Huckleberry Hound and Jinx the Cat and Wally Gator and Foggy Doggy. I mean, it's just we have a cast. There's, I don't know. There's probably 30 people in the cast, 30 different characters or more. So that's been really fun. And I just got to see some of the animation today doing some ADR and it looks really great. It's so it's going to be funny and it's definitely reminiscent, but it has a modern feel to it for, for kids of this uh, of this era. Good. So that's been fun to be able to do Yogi and, and of course, Wally Gator. <laughs> Wally was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jinx the Cat, uh, you know, I'm going to get those Mises. I hate those Mises. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right, I'm going to let you get back to your day, but thank you for coming on and chatting to me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh. I, I love the show. Oh, thank you, David. It's been a, my pleasure too. I'm so glad that, that, that you're getting it and you're seeing it. That's yeah, yeah. Awesome. Terry Weekly over here, and uh, obviously we get Family Guy, which I know you work on as well, and uh, there were clips of the Looney Tunes stuff up online. We haven't actually had the full series of it yet, but uh, you get lots of your stuff, which is great. Thank you david so much thank you for coming on it's been wonderful hopefully talk to you again when that certain other film comes out maybe yes definitely awesome totally. <laughs> awesome right. thank you david talk to you then. cheers okay be well Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.